listeners, this is pop culture critic John Tatey, and it's time again for Pop Mom, the all-new podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, speaks her mind about pop culture, modern life, and not-so-modern life. On this episode, Mom reviews Disenchantment, the new animated series from the creator of The Simpsons and Futurama. Let's bring her in now. Hi, Mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know, I did not get any responses uh, to our Chooch My Wang uh, mystery last week. If you did not uh, tune in to last week's edition of the podcast, uh, Mom uh, shared a story of uh, being at a, a workshop uh, and sleeping in dorms at this private school nearby and seeing uh what was it was it on the ceiling or the wall mom it was on the ceiling so you had to look at it while you were trying to uh fall asleep is that right then well to... uh no because when i fell asleep it was dark but while i was reading i happened to look up and see it fair enough fair enough so it haunted your reading <laughs> <laughs> um the phrase was chooch my wang and uh Mom had never heard this before or since. I had never heard it before, although I was pretty elated to hear it on last week's podcast. Uh, but we did not get any responses, Mom, to your request for uh, any evidence as to the origins of Chooch My Wang. So I think it might have been just uh, a, a local slang. Well, it's sort of disappointing because, yeah. like so many other things, I'm just kind of late to the party. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the that Wang one... Chooching party. you know a a phrase that you know like one time you said to me um what's the haps or something like that and uh never said that in my life mom yeah you did i sound like a real douche in that uh anecdote But we did get an answer to another mystery that we discussed. Do tell. You and I were both uh, perplexed, me in particular, by the wired earpieces uh, Mm. that we saw the panelists wear on Terrace House, the Japanese reality show that Mom and I reviewed last week. And Scott Schultz, uh, one of our listeners, wrote in with an answer. I hope he doesn't mind me sharing his name. He writes, uh, Hi, John. I enjoyed your episode on Terrace House. Just a minor note for your enjoyment, since you and your wife have studied the language, which sadly I haven't, he writes. The reason for the earpieces on the panel is that they also record a running commentary for each episode as they watch, and that audio track is available on Netflix. Click click the subtitle button as you watch, and you will see two selections for the audio. Select Japanese audio description, and you can hear the six continually covering what's going on. So this is a show where it's kind of like a real-world type show, and we watch the members of this house interact with each other for a while, and then the panel will come in, and they'll talk about it. And what Scott is saying is if you turn on this particular audio track, you can hear them talking through the whole thing. Well, how annoying. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder, you know, and um, Scott's very gracious uh, to mention that uh, we studied the language. I'm not sure if I could follow the action on screen and the panelists remarks with without subtitles. That would be that would be tricky for me, even having studied the language. Uh, But it's out there. So if yeah, you, well, I'm not even sure I could do it in English. I mean, that's just yeah. everybody talking. Everybody. <laughs> I haven't tried it, but I do want to see what it sounds like. 
And uh, what a fun Easter egg that Scott shared with us. So yes. if, you, if you do know Japanese and you love Terrace House, apparently you can hear the panel jabber through the, the, the whole damn show. Now, let's get yes. down to the important business, yes. which is where we left off last week in the saga mm-hmm. of the Wilmot, New Hampshire post office. Uh, Mom had uh, determined the origin of the new postmaster's license plate, uh, I'm too funny. That's what his says, right? Yes. His says, I'm too funny. It used to be his girlfriend's plate, but she gave her car to him, and now her car says, I'm funny too. Correct. And that's what we learned, but we did not learn uh, the fellow's name, nor did we discover really if his girlfriend is funny and i understand that you have investigated further and maybe we have some answers now is that right well i haven't guess investigated further and i think this is going to be very very disillusioning to many people oh disillusioning okay yeah yeah and that they may just they may just throw their hands up and say <laughs> we're done with you okay. here here's the story I went back in to see what his name was, and he does not wear a name badge. But at this time, at this point, we've conversed mm. several times, yeah. and it's awkward now to say, yeah. uh, I forget your name. So anyway, uh, I went home, and I called the post office with a question of some sort. Oh, what? You made up a question? Yes. What did you ask? And, Well, let me just tell you. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'll shut up. (laughs) When I came home, I looked on my on my computer, and I saw that it uh, that it said a a package had been delivered, but it hadn't been delivered. I didn't have it. So, on that pretense, instead of contacting Amazon, I contacted him, and I said, you know, blah 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 blah. This package hasn't been delivered. But when he answered the phone, he says, "Well, my post office." This is Jason. Jason. Wow. Good so his job. His name is Jason. Yeah. So you were calling, hoping that he would answer the phone in that fashion. Correct. Well done, Mom. Wow. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. McGill, eat your heart out. <laughs> so then I went in the next day and I said something again about the license plate. And he go. He told me the whole story again, and it doesn't have anything to do with anybody really being funny. It has to do with the license plate. It's just something she, and she is now his wife, also. Okay. Not Congratulations. A yeah, it's just a mix-up with the license plates. If he said license plate one more time, uh, I was going to have to go postal. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 I see what you did there, Mom. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just all about the license plate. And I said, well, look, is she funny or not? And he said, well, she's the funniest one in our family. And I thought, well, you're a grave disappointment to me, Jason, now that I know your name. Wait, so that's it? So she? why did she get the license plate? He, just- has, he, he could not... Answer that. I don't know. This is so frustrating, Mom. Well, you know what? I've lost interest. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I I have lost respect. That's what I've lost. Wow. For this postmaster and his bride. So it's like, it's really like all about, it's really all about 
the label, I think. Because I don't think either of them are probably very funny. Well, uh, you know, it's not like the license plate says funny girl or ha ha or it makes a claim. And it says, I agree. I'm so funny that I'm too, I'm excessively funny. Yes. It's an extraordinary claim to make, license plate or no. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I agree. You know, and I've seen I've seen a lot of license plates that I think are very clever and that, you know, say a little something oh, on them. Can you think of one? Um, um, I run late. I, with eight at the end? Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's cute. And I'm sure that person does run late. I'm sure that is an honest license plate. Yes. Yes, but you can't, you know, you can't just put millionaire on, it's just irritating, it's just irritating. It is, it's, an, it's like an itch we can't strack, a scratch, I mean, it's been... Because, because you know why? You have to pay to have a, a yeah. vanity plate. So they've, they've paid for two vanity plates that have absolutely no meaning to anyone. I'm telling you, it makes you want to commit road rage, you know? Like, you want to come up on the side of him and steer him over into the to the side lane and, you know, tell me a joke. Hey, make me laugh. But you asked him to tell you a joke, didn't you, the next time you came in, and then he didn't. I mean, at least go on the Internet and look up some jokes. Right. I said I'll be expecting something funny. Nothing. How do you think he feels about you at this point? He probably thinks I'm a little eccentric. Yeah. You know, some people have a some people have a sort of a membrane around them that you're really not sure what's getting through. Yeah. There's not much coming in your direction and you do wonder what's getting through into his bubble. And I'm thinking not much. It sounds that way and maybe it's intentional. I mean, Maybe if you're working at a small town post office, you don't really need to form a relationship with the public that comes in and out every day. You know, you and I um, grew up. I mean, you didn't grow up. You were already my mom, but <laughs> we had we had toots, right? We had toots, we right. Had toots. toots was the name of just the kind, I mean... God, I loved going to the post office to see Toots because she, when I was little, she would always give me just the sweetest welcome, and she made me feel like I was the best little guy in the world. And she was the town gossip. She knew what was going on everywhere. Everywhere. She was, to me, just the model of a classic small-town American postmaster. And, you know, the post office is not the um, public hub that it used to be. And no. maybe maybe our ideal of a of a postmaster is is gone, never to return. Well, I think that's for certain. I think that is for sure because you know you used to be able to go in and say, um, "Geez, where did the fire engines right. go this morning? Oh, there was a fire down at you know Swenson's, and oh, okay, is everybody all right? Yes, okay. Yeah, I mean, she had the whole poop, and now this guy doesn't even live in town, so he doesn't know anything or care. Where does he live? I didn't ask him because I just yeah. didn't care. Well, we're not going to ask. I, I don't care either. I'm done with him. Me too. Hello, I don't know I'm what a... we're going to talk about at the start of the podcast if we don't have the post office. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> 
We'll find something. Maybe I'll move on to the supermarket or the library oh. or something. Okay. Okay. The Good supermarket. God. you got to go over to the next town for that. Yeah, that's true. Really well, ranging widely. Yeah. Um, but I understand you have a, you have a couple of, uh, are they pop cultural related questions? Or you have a couple um, of questions for me on the podcast this week. I do. I do. Um, I'll ask you the boring one first. Not that the other one is all that exciting, but, you know, when I visited you in Chicago, I used the the Lyft app mm-hmm. on, on my phone several times, which I thought was quite excellent, easy, um, yep. and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. However, I am now getting job offers from them <laughs> every couple of months, and I'm curious if other people get that. I mean... I know it isn't personal because yeah. they don't know who I am. Um, do you get those offers? Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I feel better about that then. Well, do you feel better? Maybe you thought for a moment that they'd identified something special in you, and they were just like, now, nah, you're a lift kind of lady. Hmm? <laughs> were you a little flattered well, by it? No. No, because if I'm taking lift, how, do I even have a car? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, some like I take lifts sometimes. I have a car. Yeah, I know. But, you know, they don't even know if I have a car. They don't know if I drive drunk. They don't know. I mean, I just think it's funny. I, it cracked me up. It did crack me up. So do you also get the offers for like 25% off your ride in through August? Or do no. you get those? No, because you're not using the app and they want you back, but I use it every couple of weeks. You know, like I said, oh. I, have a, I have a car, so I'm not using it every day. But every couple of weeks, I'll, I'll you know, for whatever reason, um, maybe I'm going down to be on the radio late at night, which I do a lot. Um, and I don't or feel like... Or going out for a sandwich, which you do a lot right, also. Right, Or, you know, going out to drink, what have you. you there's reasons to take a lift, even if you have a car. Uh, but I, my point is, I use it fairly regularly but they want you back so they're going to sweeten the the pot for you okay well if they're listening uh you know i'll be back and i will use lyft but you don't have to bribe me so you're passing up there you object to their offering you a discount is that what you're saying that's not like you at all mom nobody oh, loves no. percent off no. like you i just don't they can just take me off the list you know use up a little less of their bandwidth is wow. that a word anymore? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a word. <laughs> and what was your other question? My other question is, you know, I don't really play video games, mm-hmm. but I often see pictures of Sonic the Hedgehog, and he always looks like he's very mad. So what I would like to know, and he's cute, he's, but, yeah. he, and he, but he always looks mad. So I wanted to know if you would tell me if he is a good guy or a bad guy uh he is a good guy through and through with an edge Mm. you know sonic uh came to being in the when was the first sonic early i'm gonna say 1990 or 91 let me look it up 91 i was right Mm. so it was the sonic the hedgehog came out in 1991 and and Sonic was positioned by Sega as the cooler, more badass, edgier counterpart to Mario. You know, Mario's always been like the Mickey Mouse of the video game world. Mm. 
he's fairly generic. He's sweet. He's an unalloyed, I mean, good character. But Sonic is a good guy, but he uh, he has a bit of anger in him, I guess. Mm. Now, so where are not... you seeing all these pictures of, of Sonic? On the Internet. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I see him from time to time. I think one of your friends or something said something about him recently. And when I looked at the picture, I thought, you know, I don't really know if he's nice or not. I should find that out because I would like to know. Because I'm always looking for who is who is my favorite cutie in the in the um, you know gaming world. Mm-hmm. So who is your favorite cutie in the gaming world? Um, well, so far, I really like I really like Luigi. Oh, uh, interesting choice. Why is that? Because nobody picks him. <laughs> you know, and he's cute. He's cute. I like him. You know, I think he's cute, but he's not what I'm looking for. But he is my favorite. So there. So but I thought maybe Sonic could be, but he can't. Wow, I had no idea there was this ongoing competition to to win your heart, basically, among video game mascots. Yeah. You know, Mom, you missed the year of Luigi. About a year and a half ago, Nintendo held the whole year of Luigi. Well, I did. I missed the whole damn thing. That's sad. Do you have somebody that you like? Well, right now I am in love with Madeline, who is the hero of a game that I've played a great deal this year called Celeste. So you change yours. As do you, it sounds like. Well, uh, I'm trying to find one and and stick to it. I see. But you're not you don't think Luigi is your guy, you said. No. Wow, I no. feel bad for him. Shit, the, do you? the placeholder man. Well, he has been for a very long time. Does that count? Sure, that counts for something, but he's bracing himself for the end. <laughs> he sees your gaze wandering, mom. He's not real, you know. Oh, that's right. He, he, you know, like, like I have a, I have a, a bag that I use for my knitting that is my neighbor, Totoro. Totoro, yeah. Totoro, but you know, is that a video game? Not. Uh, maybe there's been Totoro video games, though. I don't think so. But no, that's a, that's a film. Okay. Well, that's that's who I really like right now because I think he's very cute, and I do have a plushie of him. He is very cute, and of course, you have all your Hello Kitty collectibles. I do have all my Hello Kitty that I that I like very much. I do love Hello Kitty. Mom is a connoisseur of cuteness, everybody. So I love cuteness. Yeah. So this is why Sonic really needed a closer look because he's cute, but you didn't want to be fooled. No, no, because he, you know, he looks like the he looks like the badass middle school kid. So that's I didn't want to get stuck oh, with him. Well put, well put. I think that's just the vibe they were looking for. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's not who I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, I looked it up. The year of Luigi uh, started in 2013. Oh, really? It's oh, been so, so I long. It a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, boy, time flies when it's the year of Luigi. <laughs> oh, God, I hope there weren't cookies that I missed or something really great. Yeah, let's see. What did you uh, What did you miss? Um, there was certainly plenty of merchandise. I think that was the main motivation behind the, the whole thing. Gee, that's unusual, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, Nintendo knows merch. I'll tell you what. Well, listen to me. I have one more thing that I do want to cover. Okay. And this is, this, is, this is something that just cracks me up. This is why I'm on Facebook, okay? 
Mm-hmm. There are people that put ads on this area um, online garage sale where we live. Oh, yes. I've heard about the online garage sale before. Yeah, great. And there is not, there is rarely a post that that does not have a misspelling. And, <laughs> you know, really, I am not a snob, but I, you know, like here's one I picked out to tell you about. It says, Pet sitting, dog walking offered. Hi there, I'm a veterinary technician in training with experience with animals from horses to cats. I am fluid in nail trimming. Oh, oh no. no. (laughs) And it's it's a little depressing because nobody can spell anymore, although I have been the victim of spell check sometimes. Of autocorrect, you mean? Autocorrect. Like yeah. Autocorrect. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I can't yeah. talk. These no. people can't spell that I can't even talk. <laughs> I was going to um, say. Yeah. But you know, it just it, and these things crack me up because it changes the meaning. It's not just yeah. a misspelling. It changes the meaning of what they're saying, and I just find that hilarious. Me too. Me too. Uh, okay. I think that's pretty common. You know, you these happy accidents of language. I think that's a fairly common mistake, that that fluid thing. Uh, there's a name for that. It's called uh, an egg corn. And this is, I'm going to relate this from my recollection, so um, I may not get all the details right. But okay. um, from what I understand, a linguist encountered um, someone who thought that the things that fall from oak trees... Are mm. it was spelled E G G C O R N egg corn, right? Um, and that's Which is if you're if you're from the Philly area, that's how you say it. <laughs> yeah, the Philly accent. Yeah, um, yeah. What are some other Philly accent words? Uh, Eagles. Eagles, definitely. Um, attitude. <laughs> right. What were you going to yeah. say? Water. Water is my favorite. Water. Oh, I used to tease you and Dad a lot about that one. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Some other acorns are all intensive purposes. Mm. People say uh, pass mustard. <laughs> it's so close. That's it. That's it. You know, you've heard it, and it's perfectly um, doggy dog world is another favorite of mine. I don't know. They crack me up. They're they're funny little things. You know what's striking about the example of being uh, fluid in toenail clipping is that wouldn't even make sense if she said fluent, right? Because that's <laughs> that's for language. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's just it's, it's just an attempt to put it out there, and it just falls flat. It's just it's just like dropping an egg on the floor. It's funny. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> agreed. It's like someone falling down when they spin the Price is Right wheel. <laughs> Which I love. Yeah, I know. My, my favorite, yeah. Um, shall we move on to our pop culture review for yes. the week? Okay. From Matt Groening, the creator of The Simpsons and Futurama, comes the new Netflix series Disenchantment. On this medieval-themed animated show, we follow the growing pains of Bean, a princess in a second-rate kingdom who's never embraced her royal role, but struggles to figure out a different identity for herself. She's joined by Elfo, 
an elf who left the world of gumdrops and rainbows to find his way in the real world, and Lucy, a mischievous demon who constantly encourages Bean to indulge her hyperactive id. Here's a clip. What a naughty night we had. I drank so much, I can't even remember if I drank anything. I might not have. You know it's a great night when we're still up to see the Plague Patrol. Morning, princess. I just got winked at by a corpse shoveler. I don't want this night to ever end. Well then, madame, I have just the thing. May I interest you in a joyride? Joyride? Is that like a jolly trolley or a fun run or a tingle mingle? Oh, he means that we steal it and that it's a bad idea. If my dad found out, he'd kill me. Oh, boo-hoo. Baby doesn't want to get killed by your daddy. I'm a chicken. Hop on, boys. Unless you're chickens. That's Lady Lingenberry's carriage. I was stealing it. Disenchantment is available on Netflix. Mom, were you enchanted by Matt Groening's latest series? Uh, alas, I was not. Oh, you were not. Okay. Describe the show in your own words. Well, everybody looks like Lisa Simpson. <laughs> and it's about castle times, you know, medieval times. Mm-hmm. Castle times. I'm going to use that. And was that a joke? Uh, it was. No, it was a delight in your turn of phrase. Oh, okay. So, um, and it's about a princess that doesn't really want to be a princess. And I, I have trouble putting her in an age, um, which is one of my dislikes of it, because she seems she seems like an out-of-control teenager, and there's a there's a bit of modern, of course, mixed into with right. the old fashioned, <clears throat> making it even harder to pinpoint how old she is. For mm-hmm. me, this is an issue for mm-hmm. me. She has a little gnome that isn't that just loves her, and of course he's goofy, and mm-hmm. she has no time for him. He's an elf, mom. Come on, oh, he's his, an elf. Na- his name sorry. is Elfo. <laughs> It's not that hard to keep it straight. I know, I know. (laughs) You know, her father's a a doofus and is married to a reptilian type of Mm -hmm. a woman. Mm -hmm. And literally, uh, literally, yeah. uh, They don't. They don't play. It's really about the princess and her her um, unusual cat. <laughs> I love that. I love when they call the demon a cat, which is a running joke that everybody calls Lucy her her cat. Um, I I love Lucy. I mean, putting aside, and we'll dig more into the into okay. the story of the show. But I just think this is a wonderful character design. You know, every everything on the screen has some body to it. You know, it's this well developed Simpsons aesthetic. Although the people are not yellow, and they all have five fingers, but the overbite is there, and just the the classic Simpsons and Futurama style is there. And then you have Lucy, who's two dimensional. Uh, and just this flat figure that's kind of cut out of the screen. I love the character design, and I just think he's the the cutest. I love him. 
Have I expressed how much I love him? I mean, I love I think- this show, and I'm disappointed that you didn't love it as much as I did. But uh, didn't you love Lucy at least? Oh, yeah. Yes. And let me just tell you, by the third episode, I thought, well, maybe Johnny's on to something. I thought it, at first it was just trying a little too hard or not trying quite enough. I couldn't really decide. Um, and then in the third episode, there were a few uh, snickers that made me feel like, oh, this is this is gelling now. This is gelling. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know if that's fair, given that it's a cartoon. It's not like a cast that's trying to come together and find its footing. It's drawings that that either resonate or don't resonate. Hmm. And But it does seem to... I have not stopped watching it. And how far have you gotten into it? I believe I'm on the fifth or sixth episode. Okay. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned the third episode because that was a turning point for me. I watched the first two and mm. I was like, mm, yeah, amusing. I like how uh, in f- true Futurama style, it merges uh, present day concerns and mm-hmm. trends with this other era and this other fictional setting. Actually, it almost has sort of a Flintstones feel to it sometimes with all the the machines they come exactly up with. exactly what I thought. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, even the vehicles um, and the and the elaborate contraptions they'll have just to get someone down the river. Uh, very imaginative and sort of Rube Goldbergian. And yes, that mm. Flintstone spirit of using these, you know, in that case, prehistoric and in this case, medieval tropes and trappings um, to create these just fun images on the screen. And Futurama did that as well in the future. Um, you might have gathered that from the title. Futurama. Futurama, listeners. But yeah. I'm, I'm here to Oh, help yeah, you. I got that. <laughs> Nothing gets by me. Um, but I wasn't sure until the third episode. And the third episode was written by Rich Fulcher, who I think is one of the funniest people on Earth. He co-created with Matt Berry, who also contributes uh, his voice to this uh, series, on a show that is near to my heart called Snuffbox. It lasted only six episodes oh. um, on British TV. It is some... Um, very high test, bleak, absurd comedy, and one of my favorite works of comedy ever. I think you would hate it, Mom, but um, I I love Rich Fulcher, and I just felt like he brought his talents to bear on this third episode, which revolved around... Um, it, this is the episode where Lucy really starts to push um, Bean, the princess, into some worse stuff. And there's a moment where she stops and she's about to uh, steal some little trinket from her uh, amphibian uh, stepmother's um, purse while she's taking a bath. And she stops and she says, hmm, stealing from my stepmom's purse. Is this who I am? And that moment just crystallized the show for me. And I was like, ah, this show is about being searched for a non-princess identity. And, Mom, I don't want to filibuster here, and I want to get get you back in the conversation. But let me just share. No, go ahead. Um, we had this moment at the pediatrician this week um, with baby Eve. Um, she had a rough appointment. She just, her stomach wasn't feeling well. And um, there was this uh, pediatrician who was shadowing our usual doctor, right? Um, this yeah. is not a person we usually interact with. You're right. And she got out the stickers 
um, that the little kids get after they have a, an appointment. And she said, oh, do you want a sticker? And she flipped through, and there was a car sticker on top. And she just flipped that one out of the way, and she said, oh, here's a princess sticker. Do you want to be a little princess? Oh. And I just died a little inside. And, you know... I don't really have anything against the the doctor. You know, it's not like I went home and wrote an, an angry email. <laughs> Thank God. But I just felt like, offer her the Cars one and the yeah. Princess one, right? Yeah. Like, I just don't want Eve to feel like she has to be any of these classic gender roles, right? And but again, she's always going to run into people that yeah. think like that. Yes. And so it was in... My, I had just gotten home from that appointment, Mom, when I watched this episode. And maybe it's why that landed so hard with me. But mm. I thought this is actually a very relevant arc um, for their main character that they've chosen. Like, okay, she's not a princess and she, and she's not going to lean on that. I feel like that would be the easy path for her to take. But she knows it doesn't fit her and she's mm. searching for what fits in this very retrograde era. Do you think they're going to let her be anything but bad, though? I mean, it wouldn't be funny if she said, oh, I want to be a teacher. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, I think they will develop her slowly as the needs okay. of an animated series dictates. But have you gotten to the episode where she serves as the um, ambassador to Dankmeyer? <laughs> no. Okay, I think maybe that's the next one coming up for you. Oh, okay. Um, and she takes on a new new role, and I felt like here was an episode where they pushed it, they took a step forward. And look, they took a step back by the end of the episode, too, but we okay. still witnessed some developments. So I think she has the potential to grow. All right. Well, then I could stay tuned for that. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to see her trying to have sex and drink and do all this <laughs> You know, I, again, there's enough ugliness in the world. I don't need to watch it in cartoon form, too. If it has something more um, challenging, then I'm in, mm -hmm. but not just for crap. I mean, I picture her as, as um, sort of out-of-control college kid, almost. Okay. So you're put off by the raunchy comedy. I'm not put off by that. I mean, I'm not a prude. No. It's just that I want more than that. I want I, see. I want you to be clever. I, you know, if the if the cat <laughs> is the clever one, then let's go with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I just here's what's confusing to me is that she's the focus of everything, but she's not the funny one. Huh. Okay. To me. Yep. The cat is the funny one. <laughs> He's not a cat, okay? I know he's not a cat. But it's fun cat. to say. And, you know, and really, he's, what, the devil or something, right? He's a, a demon, yeah, from hell. We don't really know. I like how there's little intrigue. Like, we don't, we get these occasional glimpses of Lucy's masters who have sent him on this mission to basically be Bean's personal demon. Um, but we don't really know what they're driving at yet. Well, they is there a mission or, or are they just observing that? I think they've hinted at it. I think they've hinted okay. that there's something larger going on here and we don't we don't know what it is. Maybe okay. by the end of the season we will. But where I am at the series, we don't know yet. OK, but they've been kind of coy about it. Well, that's something to um, explore 
then. Mm-hmm. I mean, at times I thought it was a little three stooges. Three stooges. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm cracking myself up. Um, um, and, and there is some cleverness, but I would like to see some more cleverness. That's, that's, that's my grape. Okay. Okay. It's a, it's a little too doofy sometimes. A little too doofy sometimes, yeah. Okay. What else? What else do you have in your notes? That was it mostly. <laughs> but, but no, that was it mostly because I wanted to know how old she is and that's mm-hmm. that's that was a stumbling block for me. She's voiced by uh Abby Jacobson of Broad City. Now, are you a fan of Broad City? No. Okay, but have you seen it or are you just Uh I think I saw half an episode. Um, but that's the one that you're, that Bingo is from, right? That's Bingo Bronson. Yeah, he's from a, a, a great episode of Broad City. Um, and Abby Jacobson plays Abby, appropriately enough, on Broad City. And I think Abby Jacobson was an amazing casting choice. I was surprised when you said you didn't find her funny, because I think she's like the funniest person on the show. I think she... Really? The nuances she achieves with her delivery, she's really good at... Um, at voicing an animated character, I felt there's there's humanity and uh, it feels real and zany at the same time. All right. You're not convinced. Well, you know, I'm only like five episodes in and it's 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 a little more complex. I mean, than The Simpsons, you know, it's yeah. like it's it's more complex than that. It takes a little studying. It doesn't really. It's just that's my issue. You know, well, that's, it's that's new. Me. It's new to you. You know the Simpsons world so well by now, and this is a new realm. Well, it is. But, Johnny, did you know that Abby Jacobson is from Wayne, Pennsylvania? I didn't know that. What is the significance of that? Well, it's like about 10 minutes from where I lived when we left Pennsylvania. From Malvern? Mm-hmm. Oh, where I spent the first two years of my life? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You were born there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for remembering. I do. I do remember because Jenna was the only one born in New Hampshire. Well, that's a fascinating fact for you and me, Mom. All right. Well, so you'll edit it out. Uh, I'm surprised you weren't more drawn to Elfo because he's sort of the the cute comedy of this show, although his character design is not very cute. Well, no. And, and he's he's a little bit predictable. And no, I'm just more interested in Lucy, really. Yeah, and he is voiced by Eric Andre. Again, I think a superb casting choice uh, by the production team. Uh, you may know Eric Andre from the Eric Andre show. Not you, Mom. I know you don't. Um, but he's he's a good choice for the demon, um, whether you know him or not, I think. But if you know his comedic background, um, his comedy is um, chaotic, I will say, and mm. and can be a little upsetting. Although that's not quite the right word, but um, it it stirs, it kicks up dust. I guess I would say is what Eric Andre's comedy does sometimes, quite literally, as he rips uh, apart the set of his own talk show. Um, but I I love hearing uh-huh. him as Lucy, and he has a voice that you can't quite pin down. I feel like you don't quite know what direction any given line is going to go in. Yeah, that's true. And that's why you have to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard one for me to knit to. Oh, really? It is dense, it is because isn't it? You need to pay attention. It there's there's subtleties going on that are important. 
and that, and maybe that's why it took me so long because I knit through the first two episodes and that uh, I just could not get a hold of it all. So I stopped knitting and watched it. So, Mom, what's your grade for Disenchantment? I feel like maybe I've I've sold you on it a little bit, but you're not yeah, 100% you convinced yet. I'm going I think I'm going to continue on because I'll tell you one more thing is that Dad came up to eat lunch and he just laughed, laughed, laughed through it all. So I, he likes it. Okay. So maybe it's, I, I won't say that because he listens to me. <laughs> oh, wow. What were you going to say? You got to say it now. It will probably appeal to every 12-year-old out there. <laughs> oh, please take that out. I should never, ever, ever have said that. I'm not taking it out. Oh, God. He he laughed like crazy. This is really funny, he said. So I, I think we'll be watching it together. Which one did he watch? Do you remember? Uh, I don't think it mattered. Okay. Okay, because for I was laughing out loud at the third episode, which I think has the sharpest writing of the of the episodes I've seen so far. They're all pretty and well written. I agree written. with you. Yeah. Uh, until I got to the third episode, I I I I wasn't in. So people should just really give it a chance and warm up to it and relax to it. I think it's a lot of fun. Okay, but you're giving it a grade of incomplete. It sounds like because you need to watch more. I think I need to watch a few more episodes, but I will say to people, there, there's real quality there. Whether you like mm. it or not is another matter. It is what you would expect from Matt. From Matt Groening, yeah. Matt, yeah, I'm sorry, Matt Groening. I, I don't know him personally <laughs> yet, so. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, do you have a uh, recommendation? Well, it is getting to be this time of year, and I just thought... Um, how will we tell them what it is? I don't, I don't know. I don't, are we talking pumpkin spice? About the guinea pig, the guinea pigs that are talking about pumpkin spice. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I'll look it up. Um, two guinea pigs on the merits of pumpkin spice. Is that what this is? That's it. Okay. Uh, so go ahead. You just talk about it and I'll tell people how to get to it. Okay. Well, it's two guinea pigs that are, that, that have a commercial going on in the background and they're talking to each other about pumpkin spice. Um, and it is the season for that. And wow, it is a polarizing uh, subject. Okay. If, so, if you're ever on Facebook, it's very, very contentious sometimes. People hate it. People love it. Yes. And these two guinea pigs are chattering away. Now, guinea pigs are my very favorite animal in the whole wide world. I just love guinea pigs. And these two guinea pigs are hilarious. One of them is, of course, more intelligent than the other one. And they sort of are, are uh, uh, a riff on, oh, who is it? Who is it? Bob and, oh, two comedians. Bob and Ray? Bob and Ray, I think. Wow, that's a throwback. Yeah. Can you tell people about Bob and Ray a little bit? Or is that all you remember about them, their names? No, Bob one and of Ray. Their names. I, I was first introduced to them. Um, one of them is the father of Chris. What's his name? Elliot. Elliot. Um, one of them is his father. Mm -hmm. and they That were would be partners. Bob. Hmm? Bob, would, yeah. yeah. And, and one of the... One, I don't know who the other one was, but they were very low-key, sort of like Bob Newhart. Um funny mm -hmm. and, yeah, uh, yeah observances of 
of things. And they used to do uh, a little animated beer commercial during the baseball games when I was a kid. Oh, and really? <clears throat> yeah. And uh, just kind of soft and, and, and nice. And they that's what these two guinea pigs remind me of. I think this is very clever, and I wish there were more more of them. Okay, so um, if you would like to watch the video Mom's talking about, search for the title of the video on YouTube is Two Guinea Pigs on the Merits of Pumpkin Spice by Fluff. Fluff. Do you know what fluff is? I mean, I know we know what fluff is, but do you know what that fluff is? Uh, no, I've never really heard of it aside from uh, having seen this video. Okay. Well, they should do more guinea pig things. All right, so if you're having a bad day, you should look up this and it will make you laugh. It'll make you laugh while you have your coffee before you get into your work for okay. the day. Two guinea pigs on the merits of pumpkin spice. And where do you come down on that debate, Mom? Well, I have a chapstick that's pumpkin spice that I love very much, and I don't think I'm going to be able to replace it. Um, you know, pumpkin tastes like farts, so it isn't really um, it isn't really pumpkin. It's the spice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the pumpkin i mean you know the pumpkin contributes nothing it's the spice well it contributes the color orange yeah yeah okay i mean not that the edible part of the pumpkin is really orange either but i think that's uh it provides an aesthetic a context for the spice yeah well all right i don't need it <laughs> you you wish that just every fall we all got special editions that were spice and leave pumpkin out of it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's mom's firm stance for the week. Uh, very <laughs> controversial. <laughs> uh, I don't really care for pumpkin spice too much myself. I just, there's always too okay. much sugar in whatever it is. So I come down. But if you enjoy it, I also don't care. I don't really understand the holy wars about it. Who cares? Let people have what they want. Well, you know, I'd rather fight about that than politics. Fair enough. You just you need a fight in some respect. Sounds like Oh, I love a fight. I love a fight. You know that. <laughs> I do. Uh, that'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. What should we talk about, Mom? Mm, something interesting. Something interesting. Thank you for listening. Hey, if you enjoy the show, consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. It helps raise the profile of the show. As always, if you don't enjoy the show, how did you make it this far? Stop. Stop, <laughs> stop punishing yourself. Really? <laughs> hey, we love you. We really appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you next week. So long for now, Mom. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.